0: Hi, I'm Kim Rickards, professional superglue and co-creator of Manifest. Manifest is a global platform with a vision to empower professionals of color to make connections and build intentional community to manifest careers, dreams, and goals. In this podcast, we will nurture, inspire, connect, and elevate our listeners through relevant stories and conversations. Now, let's Manifest. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Less Man a Feast. Today, 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 what a day! I am going to be talking to the genius behind Jamaican based Tribe Nine Studios. He is a former dancer and choreographer. Now he's creative director and fashion designer, Troy Rain, And what's pretty cool about Troy is that you all will probably say, oh, yeah, I've seen some of his work, or you've probably seen some people wearing some of his designs because of the fact that this man is all about. He is global, right? So I am happy about this conversation because for many of you, you may be wondering, how is it that he went from being on the other side of creativity to now, you know, commercial and fashion stylist. And you're probably wondering how did he build this Jamaican luxury brand and how did he leverage his experience as an associate for a multi-branded sportswear sports sportswear showroom, photography, and in particular his affinity for everything fashion. So, if you have those questions in mind, you are in the right place because Troy is here to talk all about it. So, Troy, welcome to Less Man A Feast.
1: Hey, Kim. Thank you. Thank you for the welcome, hey. and thanks for the great words. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, I did that? Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah <laughs> it's like, a you talking to be Right,
0: (laughs) (laughs) I am talking about you, and you know this is what's so what's so interesting about when I get a chance to record with people, and I do give their intro. They're like, "I did all of that, yeah, man, you did all of that, right?" Right. Like, (laughs) some sometimes people don't even realize how much they have contributed to society and the ways that they have done it because when you're a creative person i feel like you just do so much and it, it right. doesn't feel like work right you just you just pour out of self and then others receive it and before you know it you're like damn i really did that
1: i did yeah, that yeah that's so. that's spot on actually <laughs> that's so spot
0: on yeah i'm like this is why conversations like these are important but before we get into that conversation I want us to play a quick game of this or that, because that's what we do here. Have you played this game before?
1: Uh, I played it once on Instagram. (laughs) But never never with another person. So, yes, it's a first.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Well, you know what? Since you've played on Instagram before, you know that you are going to just choose whatever comes to mind. You're not going to think about it, and you're just going to have a lot of fun with it. All right. So the first one. The first one, singing or dancing?
1: Dancing, definitely.
0: Witches or wizards?
1: Ooh,
0: Witches. (laughs) Fire (laughs) or ice? Ice. Mm, Okay, I'm like, you're coming from the heat of Jamaica and you're like, (laughs) ice? Okay.
1: Yeah. I'll rock with
0: it. (laughs) What about straight or curly hair?
1: Curly, definitely.
0: Fruits or vegetables?
1: Fruits. Love fruits.
0: Money or fame? You love fruits? Okay. Money or fame? Money. To insane. buy the fruits. That's what <laughs> Right, <it's>. exactly. <laughs> what about piercings or tattoos? Tattoos. And the last one. Breadfruit, roast, or fried? Fried. <laughs> hey. <laughs> like, that was a, okay, easy, right. easy one. <laughs> that, you're like, that was, the, that was the easiest one of right. all of them. <laughs> well, well, now that we, we know a little bit more about you, we know that you would take your plenteous money and buy fruits and yep. fried breadfruit. Um, but what are some other things people may not know about you? Give us three
1: ah three things people may not know um i left jamaica when i was 10 um moved mm. to london so a lot of people don't know that a lot of people think i was born in london actually but no definitely wasn't um born in kingston jamaica um another thing um i've shared a stage with beyonce uh,
0: Ooh. <laughs>
1: Um, one more thing is tribe nine actually didn't start out as a fashion brand. So yeah, hmm. nice. I don't wow. know if that's about okay. me I'm... or about the brand, but I guess it makes sense. I,
0: I think it makes sense. And that was a nice tease. That was a nice tease. Like, <laughs> it didn't, st- <laughs> it didn't start out that way yep. because we are going to talk about that. We are. And, you know, because you left Jamaica at 10 and then you were overseas i i want to know you know what would your advice be to 16 year old troy wherever he is is he in london is he in the states like where is 16 year old troy and what is your advice for him
1: well 16 year old troy was in college in london uh, sixth form um and he was very confused about what he wanted to do um, I, I think he had an idea, but he was confused about how he wanted to achieve it and where he wanted to be while he's achieving it. So uh, my advice to him is to just be patient with himself um, mm-hmm. and just pay attention to those intuitions.
0: Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, intuition doesn't stare us wrong, right? It's, it's it, that it, voice it's that I think a lot of us
1: it's just always there at the right time when you need it you just have to really pay attention to it and to kind of have have some clarity while you're paying attention to it so let's kind of shut out some of the voices right. that you hear sometimes and really hone in on that That self.
0: Mm-hmm. and I don't think I don't think a lot of us pay attention to that voice sadly yeah. right yeah, like yeah. it's within us and we're quick to listen to the external voices, so exactly. And that is so, some good there's advice. There's so
1: much external voices. There's so many moving parts to life nowadays, and it and each mm-hmm. year there's more being piled on. So you know, so it's nice to kind of have, have no. some meditation <laughs> and really just hone in on that voice because right. it, it really steers me right in the right direction.
0: Hmm. Hmm. And I think that that voice is part of why tribe nine exists right um <laughs> because i'm i I'm that you know again 16 year old troy trying to figure it out not too sure where he wanted to go but then uh when did troy start to figure out okay this is the path that i want to be on because i mentioned before that you were in dance you you did dancing yeah. and choreography and you said you shared a stage with beyonce so Right. when did you start to realize like hey hmm although the gift that I'm giving the world right now is dance I want to do something different
1: um it wasn't so much of a realization you know actually um, it was kind of like a, a natural progression like an evolution if you if you can say so if I can say so um mm-hmm. I was I when I left college, I um, was hanging out with a bunch of creatives and a bunch of performers and stuff, and, and one of my friends introduced me to dance, and it was, like, the complete other side of London um, at the time. So I had to kind of, like, after college, I had to trek to, like, Labra Grove in London to perform and, I mean, to rehearse and be part of this group, this dance troupe that was happening. Um, and as as that kind of went along, I started like learning more about performing and learning more about the stage and how these music videos are achieved or how they got together and started learning more about choreography and about just stage as a whole um, so I think <laughs> from that it, I just started auditioning for things and I found that I was I loved putting things together so as much as I was dancing and I was good at that I loved the kind of beginning stage of something process of it and seeing the end result um so that kind of steered me a little bit into more of the creative direction um and then i realized that i wanted to know more about the whole production how does this come together from beginning all the way to stage you know so um it helped a lot in my dance because i knew how things were worked you know i know how like um a stage manager would operate and how I just kind of started honing in on those skills. Um, And then it kind of led me to a realization that I didn't want to be in London anymore. (laughs) This is from a really early age. Yeah. Um, But I had moved from Jamaica to London. My mom was there. Everyone I knew was there pretty much. So um, it just made sense that I would go there and I would do my thing and I would love it like everyone else loves it. But I just didn't feel like it was home. So um, right. for a while, I was traveling, um, touring, and doing these shows, and um, going on tours like around the UK, like Europe, all this kind of stuff. And I was just like, you know what? I want to live somewhere else. Um, I feel like I want to experience some other things. I want to experience, most of all, blackness. Um, and that was a huge thing for me because I grew up around so much blackness in Jamaica, I and mean, then I was in the UK. And then I was, it, it was kind of diluted or if it wasn't diluted, it was kind of around uh, um, like you had to 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 kind of um, what's the word? To kind of melt yourself mm-hmm. or mold yourself into a, a, a place because this is how everyone acts, this is how everyone is, this is, you know, like you can't be too black in certain environments, you can't be too well-spoken in some environments because people question that, like, oh, you're Jamaican, but you don't sound... You know, like, all this kind of thing. So I was just like, you know what, I want to go somewhere where I feel and do a little <laughs> bit more black. <laughs> so um, on my... I, I mean, I just continued doing my thing. Um, I had a lot more to learn, obviously. So I just continued touring and doing shows and um, kind of evolved into, like, being more um, behind the scenes with stage. And then... On my 29th birthday, I was like, all right, that's it. I'm moving away. So I left, mm. I went to New York um, for a couple of years and I literally just started grinding. Like I was like, I met these black people in New York and Brooklyn to be precise. And uh, my friend Darnell Moore, for instance, and Amy. And Amy was teaching yoga and she was teaching at Ruckus and Darnell was writing and was like part wow, of the Black Lives, Black Lives Matter movement, and those kind of things just made me feel like, oh, I'm home, kind of thing. So I just mm-hmm. kind of mold myself into that and kind of started like being on the outskirts looking in while I was still dancing. I was doing a show at the time at the Carnegie Hall. Um, yeah, so that's kind of how I transitioned into um, into. So the realization that I didn't want to be in this particular place and I was kind of chasing the older Troy, you know, the more mature Troy mm-hmm. that was that felt good in certain environments and didn't have to question himself in an environment because he felt like he kinda of
0: belonged there.
1: You know, so yeah. Right. I don't know if even that yeah. I, that answered your question or if I went off on one, but
0: yeah. No, 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 no. It definitely answered because it's telling the story, right, of, right. of how you got here. Yeah. And the reality is, is what you said. So many people would think like, oh, my God, London. Right. That's great. I want to be there. And you're there and you're like, yeah, this is not for me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it was weird. Not- and it's, it, it was completely weird to explain to people because I had this this two sides. I had the Jamaican family side where they're like, why would you go back to Jamaica? And I, and then I have my British friends that are just like, I see that you want more, but like, what are you going to get? Like all the things that you're doing in London, like working with these artists and all these people, like what are you going to do? How are you going to do that in Jamaica? Kind of thing. So a lot of people didn't understand. Right. And I kind of just was like, you know what? Start so i questioning myself and say, you know what? Maybe they're right. I don't know if I can do the things that I'm doing in London, in Jamaica, or if that would even make sense. You know, so um oh, but man. yeah, as the evolution continued, you know, here I am sitting in my garden, in my office, in my studio space that I've just built in the back of my garden. And yeah, it's
0: happening. Look at, Look at that. <laughs> it's happening. I'm my angels to say, maybe maybe you could have had that space in New York or at London or any other mm-hmm. big city, but it was chasing and I think it yeah. was pivotal. For you to bring, or it was a part of a pivotal moment for you to bring it back home because right. here's the other side of the coin. So many people do not realize or recognize that there's so much talent right there in the hearts of Kingston that, you know, a lot of people are it's like, It's
1: unbelievable. Really? That's
0: here? It's right. like, That's unbelievable.
1: When I first. I don't have to go to
0: Montana? Yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> When I first moved back here, it was kind of, it was very easy, actually, for me to acclimatize to being here. But um, in terms of work, like I immediately just started grinding and I'll tell you that story of how I came to Jamaica and decided to stay in a bit. But yeah, I just immediately started like getting on it and just grinding. And I knew before I came to Jamaica, I had an interview um, actually Kind of similar to this, but it was in the papers, um, and they were talking about the, the kind of evolution from dance to um, creative direction, um, and what the next step is. You know, and my next step was to come to Jamaica and have a base, and to set up shop here, and then kind of export. So I have production in Jamaica, and then I will have like concessions around the world. Um, and literally, I looked back the other day and I was like, oh, my God, like exactly what <laughs> she when she sent me the news, the uh, the newspaper clipping, exactly what I was saying is exactly what I'm doing now. And I literally Same. didn't think about it like it just naturally just happened um, and it naturally became like kind of like a um, like a low key plan that mm-hmm. wasn't really it didn't have the the complete steps because I didn't understand the the landscape of Jamaica yet so I couldn't put those steps into place um but yeah just looking back now I'm like oh like that's interesting and it's always crazy that people see it before you see it because you're in it and you're working and you're grinding and you're doing your thing and people say something to you and you're like oh like I didn't even think about it like that or I really did that <laughs> you know like same thing how you started the conversation it was just like oh
0: I really did that yeah. Ooh. yeah yeah <laughs> and that's and that's the way that manifestations work right like you put it out there and then you do the work and then it manifests itself and you're like oh I oh, exactly. look at that that's yeah. there <laughs> and, and it's be, and it happens because of the fact that it's one supposed to happen because I believe it's a part of the path as you were saying before. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's alignment. So the, it that in the right time, quote unquote, it will bloom because it was always a part of the plan. Exactly. But then the other side of it is I think the way that it happens a lot of times when you put it out there and then you quote unquote, forget about it. It's not that you are forgetting, you're just working toward doing what you believe you need to do. exactly, right? And, before you know it, time has passed, and you're like, "Wow, yeah, that was actually something that I said five years ago, and yeah. now this is where this is where I'm at." And we're grateful for it because, because <laughs> again, you know, you are bringing your creativity into the space and the universe, and many are benefiting from it. So that's awesome.
1: Yeah, man, it's it's really nice to like now I can understand how people. People like when people say say stuff like I didn't know what I was doing at the time, I was just creating, you know? Um <laughs> because now people you see people on the streets, like I see people on the streets wearing the stuff or people were at me and um and I'm like, Oh, like that's crazy. Like I literally started making some stuff because I wanted a different look or because I wanted to create something that I might have had in my childhood and now I get to share that with the world, and people are actually uh, like receiving it in the most graceful and like great light and they're putting their own twist on it. And then now I'm kind of learning from everyone that I created something for, you know, because I'm learning mm-hmm. like, oh, that's how you can style that, or oh, that's that's a really interesting way of doing that, or you know, like it's 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 uh it's a really nice feeling. It's a really really nice feeling.
0: Well, tell us more about this creation process because you have definitely created for yourself and others, right? And I've seen your work and I've seen others wearing it. And and to your point, I'm like, oh, I never thought about that piece with that or the way that they may have styled it. But take us on that journey of exactly how you came into I'm going to create clothing Mm -hmm. or accessories or just... um, all that you are doing for self and others. What was that like?
1: Um, it, it, I mean, it goes back to the same thing that I was saying earlier. It literally was just something that I was just doing because it was a passion and it was a love. Um, but I would say that passion kind of turned into something I thought was kind of viable and something that I've, I realized that I've been pushed in this environment for a while or my mm-hmm. life is kind of like taking these turns into something that I should have been doing a while ago but I just was either scared of doing or didn't know how to do it or didn't believe enough um, but it was when I went to when I left London um, because I was working with a lot of different brands in Jamaica like I was working with, I mean in London with like G-Star I was working with Cos, Reese like I was doing some photography for some people I was doing graphic design and all these kind of things, and then I, when I went to New York, I was walking on the street the first day I got there. I was walking on the street with a friend of mine on West Broadway, and I had um, my friend saw this other friend, other friend of his, um, who works upstairs from the Levi's stores. I'm not even if the still there, but the Levi's store upstairs, and they worked at a fashion showroom. And I kind of knew what a showroom entailed, but I didn't know like the ins and out of things, so. He was saying that they were having some interviews for an intern at the time. And I was like, you know what, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go upstairs right now and interview for this internship. And I literally left my friend downstairs, ran up the stairs and I told him that I was interested. I just got here and I was interested in this internship because I want to learn more about fashion um, and about how things are created and how things are marketed and how there are like the wholesale side of fashion as well. Um I got the the, right. the position straight away. Um they said I can start on the Monday. I think it was like uh Friday. I got there, so weekend was kind of like doing my little research on there. And when I got there on Monday, it was it was like a whole culture shock, if I may say. Mm. So like it was it was literally the most the best thing that I could have done because here I am this guy that's trying to, to do um I was trying to learn a little bit more about fashion. And then I was just thrusted into this world of, um, and it was called, uh, the name of it is M5 Showroom. um, And it was a luxury showroom, basically. And what they did was they stocked men's um, Mm -hmm. and women's um, clothes from Italy, from Japan, um, from London, um, all over Europe, as well as Asia. Um so their job is basically to sell these collections to different stores in America. Um so they were like the American showroom mm-hmm. for these brands. So um, I started learning things about like how um, like different cuts of shirts, different cuts of pants, like the Italian cut, like the way that Japanese have like the certain styles um, started learning about like materials and buttons and zips and all these kind of things that, because in these showrooms, the way that they make these garments, um, they make them so you can see how customizable they are. So for instance, like you have a shirt that it's sold in America. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's the same cut that's sold in Europe or sold in Jamaica. So you got to see um, that the buttons can change. So you sell um, to a brand in Chicago and they're not the same kind of, they don't have the same style or the same vibe as Atlanta. Then you can adjust those buttons and the zips and all these kind of things. So I was like, oh, I didn't even know none of these things existed. I thought it was just they made a, a pattern, sent it to them, and like, this is what you can get, and that's it. So I started learning a lot about um, about fashion. But what I love more, mostly about the people that were coming in there was their personal style. I love the way that they would take something and kind of, um, Kind of zhuzh it up or dress it down, um, or wear like a tracksuit with some heels, and it was kind of like, oh, like this is a very interesting way of of kind of styling these these things that you see on the rack and you see a certain way, but when they put it on, it was like a completely different garment, you know. Um, really? So you. from there, I just started developing my skills. I started paying more attention until like they offered me a job there. And from there, as soon as I was offered a job, I had to leave the States, actually, because my visa had run up. And then I was like, I'll come back. Um, I'll just go back to London for a bit and then come back. So When I got back to London, I was like, you know what? I don't know if I'm ready to go back yet because I want to start something that was mine. Um, and this is what I've been manifesting for a while. I've been trying to figure out how I can get something that belonged to me. And it wasn't like constantly working for somebody. Um, so when I go mm-hmm, back to London, mm-hmm. I was just like, you know what, I want to create my own, but I also wanted to have the chill vibe of M5 and I wanted to be a very easy and chilled workspace and not so rigid or um, like I want to be able to, my assistant to say, no, you know, I actually don't like that. I think this will work just to kind of have that collaborative process, you know, and that really then showed me like it needs to be a tribe like i need a tribe of creatives so that's where that Mm. that name comes from um okay i see um, yeah so tribe nine started developing then and then nine was kind of like my favorite number um it was my universal (laughs) number pretty much um it's it's alignment it's completion it's just a number that always spoke to me so that's Mm -hmm. how tribe nine was born um in london and um I decided that I was going to go to Jamaica for a funeral. And I came to Jamaica for the funeral of my mom and my grand and some cousins and stuff. And then at the end of the month, I was like, you know what, mom? I think I'm going to stay here. Um, and she was like, what? No, you're not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> she was Your like, was what do you that? mean?
1: <laughs> she was like, no, no, no. Jamaica too violent. And Jamaica too this and that. And that. You know, like that older generation um, when they can't mm-hmm. see... What you see, or they don't have access to certain things that you have access to. So, so for her it's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go down a different path that was going down in the U.K. or U.S. You know. So, and I kind of understood it, but I was like, you know what, mom, um, just trust the process because, you know, I haven't been at home for a while because I was touring and I had my own place. And so she saw that I could leave and go to these different countries and live for a bit, and I'm completely fine you know, and I come back, a more enriched right. person. So, but to her, what she knew of Jamaica wasn't what I knew of Jamaica um, or what I thought I would develop in Jamaica. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to start Tribe 9 here. Uh, so I started reaching out to a couple people um, and this is when Tribe 9 was focused on nine different disciplines and it was more focused around um, graphic design, web design. Animation, like all that kind of stuff. So it was like nine different disciplines that I had under this umbrella. So what I wanted to do next was to find a tribe that could do these things, um, and could execute certain things in the way that I wanted it to be executed, you know, or mm-hmm. like that kind of aesthetic that I had in the UK. I didn't want to compromise that um, just because I was in a different environment. Um, so it, I was started doing that for, I did that for maybe a year. And here comes all these things that I wanted for myself, like clothes-wise. I was just like, oh, I have to go back to London to get this. And I have to go to New York to get this. And, and I was like, you know what, Troy? This is the perfect opportunity to stop moving or stop pushing that thing that you wanted to do for a while to the side. Like really start creating your own clothes. You know? So it was kind of created it around...
0: Had- so had you... Wait, so had you have you always known how to sew? Like no, this, I mean learn? like <laughs> I, I,
1: that? It, it's it trust me, it's a long journey. I like I've lived like seven lives already, right? So uh, my mom is a seamstress. <laughs> <laughs> my mom is a seamstress, okay, so okay. I always learn certain things. Like when I was younger, my mom would always come to me and be like, Troy, um, what do you think I should do with this? Or what color do you think this should be? Or what color do you think? like thread because I think she noticed from a young age that I was interested in in style and putting things together and I used to like cut my jeans a certain way or I used to go with her go to her and be like, Mom, can you sew this up for me? Because I didn't want to be like I, I would buy her jeans from H and M and I didn't want to look like everyone
0: else from mm-hmm. H&M.
1: So I would go to her and kinda adjust it and customize it and paint on them and all these kind of things. Right. So it was it was uh I think she always knew that there was something in there with regards to just putting clothes together you know um so i knew a little bit how to sew because she would teach me some some stuff um but it wasn't really the, the thing that i wanted to do i wanted to actually sit down and sketch things out and come up with new ideas of how to sew these pieces together you know but obviously fundamentals you have to know how these things actually get together and what you should use thread wise and buttons and these kind of things. So I know how to sew, but I don't sew all my stuff. So I have a okay. sister and a tailor um, and a few other people that take care of some of the things, because my my love is to actually just sit down and create these new things and these new concepts and these new ideas, and then having the best person, because I always believe in having a good tribe around me, right? Having the right. best person that knows how to execute those things, execute it, instead of you really spending a year doing something someone can do it in a month you know so I learned that from a young age right so um when I came to when I came here I started doing the graphic stuff and I was like you know it's not my love I do love it and I'm good at it but let me start doing what it is that I want to actually do um and then yeah Mm -hmm. try slowly transition from the graphic stuff to clothing um accessories it was a very confusing beginning because People knew it as, a, <laughs> as a, a branding company. So to go from branding to fashion was a very interesting kind of transition. Um, but now people know it mm-hmm. and I can separate those two things. I can separate the Tribe 9 branding from the Tribe 9 clothing. Um, and then the Tribe 9 studios is the umbrella um, over all of that stuff, you know? Um, I also have like a nine right. rental, right. so I, I, you know, I'm a stylist. So I'm always on set every minute, so I accumulate all these things. So what I've done now is to kind of have, since COVID happened, have like a new tier to my business, which is renting um, renting my styling stuff um, to people. So if a it, oh. it comes to me and is like, Troy, I need a jacket and a suit and a long coat, then I can rent my styling stuff to them, you know? Um, yeah, so that's another tier to the business that is kind of newish, but it's going really well. Um, but yeah, and then I just started marketing the company wow. as a clothing brand, and people started right. it, coming to my house and picking up this and buying this. And I was like, you know what, I need the studio. Then I started transitioning to the studio and then uh, working with like Tamil. And when I first got here, I was working with um, Dexter. I'm not sure if you know Dexter, or Dexter Pottinger. Mm It's also a stylist, yeah. So um, I started working with Dex, and Dex was kind of like taking me on set and showing me how this operates Mm -hmm. and how this operates. So I had to learn a lot in a small space, in a short space of time, um, about the business side of Jamaica because it's kind of different from the rest of the world to me. Um, Right. Yeah, so that's kind of how I transitioned to Tribe Studios and where it is today. Um, Going strong, I get a lot of. Mm -hmm really, really good feedback. I love what it is that I do. I love going from picking, picking prints to um, sketching, to putting things together, to kind of like seeing a person wearing it. And, it. and the other day, it really showed me that it's the same thing that I was doing when I was dancing. It was kind of like that beginning process, the in-between process of creating. So from the sketching to creating, to actually seeing someone wearing the end result, like that to me is love, like it's what love looks like mm-hmm. to me, like I love it I really, really love it and really? yeah, I guess that's how Tribe 9 is developing and on this journey um, of personal style and these cool fashion and these cool prints and mixing those prints together and mixing things that you don't necessarily see um, in Jamaica or even around the world, you know it's creating something new, right. so someone can feel majestic while they're wearing it. You know, I feel that like royalty.
0: I, I love that yeah, feeling that's, majestic. Yeah, that man, is that's a whole my, vibe.
1: That's my vibe. <laughs> that's my vibe. That's my vibe. <laughs> yeah, man. That my whole long-winded explanation came around, and mm-hmm. you understand now that that's that journey I had to take um, to kind of to kind of see where I needed to land. Like, I, I wasn't worried about it. I wasn't scared about coming here or creating. Like, it just it really does naturally just happen because it's something that I love and it's something that loves me back, I guess.
0: Yeah, it does. It does. And I would say, you know, as we start to kind of wind down, for those that are listening that are like, Troy, man, that story sounds amazing. But <laughs> what about when you're not feeling motivated to create, mm-hmm. right? Like, how do you push past? Because there's some people that may be listening and they are about to start their business and they're on the fence of starting because they just feel unmotivated. So what's your advice to those people?
1: Um, You know what I usually do? I usually would take time. Like, I usually um, mm-hmm. will take time and sit in my garden or sit on the roof and people watch and, or just go to a cafe and people watch. I don't really like to force things um, because I think once Mm -hmm. you start forcing things, the end result doesn't necessarily come out the way that you wanted it to come out uh, or that you wanted it to come out. So I think just finding the things that clear your mind and the things that allows your mind to actually focus on the things that it needs to focus on, um, whether that is reading a book, whether that is um, actually doing something else like another hobby that can lend itself to what it is that you're doing, you know, so that that new motivation is kind of like it, you get that jolt from somewhere else, you know? So mm-hmm. it, yeah, I definitely, for me, um, it's literally taking a time out to, to just have some social time or just getting away from a computer or getting away from a sketch pad and really have some time with friends because they also uh, like motivate me a lot. Um, or just right. like an environment. Like I moved to Jamaica because of the way that I can create in Jamaica. Um, the way that my mind is a little bit more settled than it was in New York or it was in London. So I think finding an environment that works for you and an environment that gives you that clarity, I think is, right. is really, really important. And doing things that you don't necessarily like always do or things that you enjoy, because I think that those kind of things lend itself to inspiration.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I feel that as well. I feel like you have to know what brings you personal joy and then find that, you yeah, know? Yeah, so.
1: because I was going to say, it's not all about, you don't always have to force creativity, you know, like there's sometimes, mm-hmm. obviously you have deadlines and you need to, to deliver. Um, but I feel like those those creative moments are moments that you put yourself in um, mm-hmm. to, to really like, Really have clarity on what it is that you want. I feel like once you cancel out the noise and you have less less movement in your surrounding or less distractions, you always get back to that point where you need to get back to. Right,
0: right. So that center. Yes,
1: yeah, exactly. Get back that. to that center. Exactly.
0: That. That place of peace and clarity. And Troy, what is the well, I won't I won't place a number on it. I will just ask, what are you manifesting?
1: Hmm. I'm manifesting freedom.
0: Ooh, I like yeah.
1: that. I think um, just to kind of explain a little bit, I I've always been chasing Freedom, I think, um, and it started from a young age. I've, and freedom to me isn't necessarily being like bounded by anything, um, but freedom to me is to kind of have that peace of mind. Um, freedom to to try to, to to transcend. Um, freedom to traverse to like go to whatever country I want to go to or discover whatever like. Adventure, I wanna, I wanna um, have, you know, like that freedom, and I, and I think all of that starts with the mental. Like you have to be in a good place, yes, to actually, yes. be able to have that freedom and that freedom, freedom of clarity and freedom of adventure, and freedom of creativity. You know, like that's why I strive for. That's why I manifest.
0: I love it, and I'm here for that freedom because. You know, a lot of times we don't think of it, but yeah, freedom goes a long way. And it's not just, you know, some people would be like, freedom in my finances to buy what I want, but it's even more so freedom in your mind. To yeah, because everything else comes on to that surface. Yeah, yeah, it really is liberating when you are moving in a place of freedom, you know, and complete freedom, not just like in some areas exactly. and in another just you're so shackled. Exactly. <laughs> so, well Troy thank you so much for sharing with Let's Manifest and definitely being here um has been inspirational to me I took some notes because I was like yeah man I have to really find that, <laughs> that joy and and not just be so consumed by all the things on my like to-do list but really right. to be focused and strategic in how I do things. And then also too, going back to my 16 year old self to say, Hey, okay. Yeah. is is this is where question. It starts. Yeah. 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 I'm yeah. glad. I'm glad that you're
1: yeah, glad. man. I love that. Cause I think it's, it's nice to, to, to look back. Um, because you mm-hmm. always have to know where you're coming from. Um, right. I think it's very, very important. And for me, like that looking back is creativity, to me, so I used to have these things when I was younger. I used to have like this kind of um, cylinder bag with like a leather, like a leather on the base that was like strong as hell and it had like a rope around the, um, the strap, right? And when I started creating, it, it just took me back to that. I think I was actually around 16 when I had that, actually, funnily enough. And it took me back there and I was like, oh my God, I've been wanting to recreate that bag for a while. So this is the perfect time to do it. And it really, like, I put my own little spin on it, but it really just brought me back to that younger self where you mm-hmm. you didn't know what was to come, you know, but you were still in those moments and still so pushing. And I feel like the older self can sometimes learn from that, that kind of naivety and that kind of younger self where you didn't, you didn't, focus too much on your to-do list, as you said, like it wasn't about like right. knocking these things off. It was kind of like, I'm actually living in those moments, even though you were probably stressed about exams exactly. and all this kind of stuff, but you're still like, <laughs> you found time, you know, you found time to do everything else. So I think definitely those time. kind of questions are are really, really important
0: to really mm-hmm. go back. And it's like, Exactly, because you, you have to look back in order for you to know how to move forward. I agree exactly. with that, but Troy, thank you so much again for joining. And listeners, be sure to share this podcast, leave a review, let Troy know that you two were inspired. And, you know, if you've even worn some of his pieces or you purchased some of his accessories or anything that is related to Tribe Night, I am sure Troy would want to know that. So follow yes, him on all social. Sure. yes shout him out spread the word about all the joy that he is bringing into this world through his creativity and tribe nine studios and if you have any questions or you just want to say thanks let him know you heard his story here on let's manifest and until next time we'll talk troy
1: thank you have a great day
0: thanks for listening to the manifest podcast before you go don't forget to subscribe rate and review this podcast. Share this with your family, share this with your friends, share this with your colleagues. Just share this with your entire community. And until next time, let's manifest.